W-I-D-K. This is I Don't Know Radio, part of Podcast NH, presented by the Scavengers Network. The show is not for kids, so don't go running off and tattle to the FCC. It's Bernie, DJ Dyson Vacuum, Screech, and Books on 1091 WIDK, the I Don't Know Weekend Show. Welcome to the weekend. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the weekend. weekend. Hey there, everyone. This is your lazy, crazy, and somewhat hazy of a weekend radio show. I'm Bernie, and I've got a hangover the size of a Texas steakhouse. Hey, everyone. It's books, and I'm ready to chow down on some reading later this afternoon. Hey, what's up? It is DJ Dyson Vacuum, and I'm in cleaning mode, everyone. It's Screech, and I just got finished hanging out with a bunch of my hawk friends. All right. Well, it's here. It's time. It's the weekend. Your weekend crew is here to just serenade you with our wonderful radio waves. Hey, how was everyone's week? How was everyone's week? Let's talk about that for a second here. Well, my hawks are doing good. They got their wings up in the sky, and then they got those screeches real good. So I got some real good inspiration for today's episode. Is your, we're going to be talking about some hawks. Nope. No, not at all. Just no, that, that's good. Updated. It doesn't matter. Nobody talk about the Hawks. We don't mention them. They're secret agents. Screech just wants us and give us an update on her avian friends. That, that's it. Exactly. That's our all. weekday lives don't matter to our weekend lives and vice versa. Well, hey, you know, let's, I, you know, I, I feel like normally we kind of wander around. We get, we take a little time to get into it because it's the weekend. You know, we're kicked back, we're relaxed. It's but relaxed. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm ready to get this fucking thing burning. Let's get I'm into all, it. So I'm, I'm going to talk to you. Let's go. Let's, let's talk about what we're going to talk about on the show today. Books, what do you got for us? All right, I'm going to take you guys all into Books Nook, and we're going to dig up some really great facts that uh, no one talks about but should. So get ready to learn. And on Bernie's Bunk Busters, we're going to talk about some stuff that people don't want you to know about. Ooh. Oh, yes, and with DJ Dyson Vacuum segment, I've scrounged the internet. I've found some reviews, some weird and some bad reviews, and we're going to put a positive spin on it all. On Screech's Preach, you're going to join the congregation as we scream about a bad hot take of a fandom. All right, all that and more coming up to you right after these messages. Have you ever been walking down the streets of New York City and felt like every pair of eyes was following you? Have you ever felt like you couldn't get intimate with a sexual partner because of the stanky stench of your scrotum? Have you ever been to a concert and felt too self-conscious to be able to jump up and down and enjoy the music because you're afraid you might waft that smell up into the crowd? Well, then look no further than to the healing services of Scroasis. A real-life testimony, not a paid actor. I hadn't left my house in close to six or seven years. I'd spend most of my time inside reading Martha Stewart magazines, learning new recipes, but really only impressing myself with what I made. And I learned how to cook very well. After hearing about Scroasis and signing up for their discounted five-session program, I can leave the house at any time of day, and I'll get compliments on how good I smell. I thought it was going to be much more painful. But what they do is essentially... This part of this patient's testimony has been redacted because of a legally binding non-disclosure agreement all patients are required to sign upon leaving Scroasis. And just like that, you're as good as new. I chose the chocolate chip cookie smell. (laughs) Thanks, Scroasis. See what all the fuss is about by visiting us at one of our many 35 locations spread out amongst 20 different states in the United States of America. Plus one location in Scroatia, I mean Croatia. Scroasis, for all your scrotum scrubbing needs. Tearing out the pages of literature, folding over the corners of history, and creasing the spine of every publication she can get her hands on. This is Books Nook. All right, everyone, welcome to Books Nook, an archive of all things interesting but not well known. Today, I really want to um, get into some weird history about Russia. Russia is a country I never thought I'd take mm. some gift giving advice from, but it turns out, guys, we've been doing Vodka? it all wrong. 
we really just a whole bunch of vodka a shit ton of vodka is probably how they approach most of their gifts but russia one time a gift within a gift within a gift within a gift within a gift (laughs) and it gets smaller and smaller as you go it just keeps going down you open it up and you got another one uh that's the best and then there's nothing inside giving oh yeah it just says in soviet russia the gift gets you (laughs) (laughs) and they're like this is every year i don't know why i'm surprised every year why do i keep falling for this um so before russia got famous for giving uh little russian doll vodka bottles um now uh they apparently gave a gift in world war ii to a british submarine uh crew that was the best thing ever um during world war ii the soviet navy was like really really struggling and britain sent a submarine to go help them out and the captains of both the navy and the submarine got to chatting about how they hated plowing snow and this uh russian captain was like oh you need a reindeer like obviously you have to have a reindeer and then plowing snow is so much easier and they laughed it off uh but when they were set to leave after helping them out the russians actually legitimately gave them a reindeer oh not to mention that these uh brits were set to leave in a submarine and um being british they were just too polite to say no so they took this reindeer (laughs) they took a reindeer under the water (laughs) under the water for six weeks they named this reindeer Pollyanna, and for six weeks it traveled with she traveled with them in the submarine um and was officially became a part of the british royal navy um oh my god but the best part of this gift that just kept on giving um was that they fed her so well during those six weeks that she grew to be too big to go out of the um little torpedo the hole yes. this was my fear this was my exact fear this is all oh i've been waiting God. for and it they has all come true full-on witty the pooher out of the hole they had to like take off a part <laughs> just like oh my gosh it's okay though this, this is beloved reindeer horrifying. was okay she survived she spent it's also the everything i've ever wanted at the london yeah. zoo but she was officially part of you know the Royal British Navy. I Does she would, have a rank? Like, is oh she? Oh my god! Did they get her a little uniform? Oh, that's a good question. No, they didn't give her a little uniform, but she slept on the captain's bed. What? Yeah. A place Wait. Of okay. Honor. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Now, I, now I'm a little confused. How big was this reindeer? She was like a baby <laughs> when they first got her, so she was pretty small. Um, and like obviously able. They to- put a miner on a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> have our baby reindeer. And she slept. And she slept in the captain's bed. Oh, my God. She slept in the captain's bed. She had, they apparently brought along a bunch of moss for her to eat and chow down on. They gave her some of their rations. I was going to say, no, they definitely, she definitely got more than moss if she couldn't fit out of that little submarine. (laughs) Yeah, she she got got, all the condensed milk and shit, too. They, like, really treated her well. This is crazy to me. It was initially given to help them plow snow through the submarine? Yes. No, 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 no. When they got back home... Apparently, the oh. Russians used reindeer to, like, help them plow snow. They dragged the little, like, snowplow things. The reindeer okay. would, like, oh. drag the snowplow. So this Russian captain was like, the Soviet captain was like, oh, just use a reindeer. And the British guy was probably like, oh, we don't really have reindeer in England. So <laughs> tough luck. Not, the Russian not was yet, just like, but That is so strange. They didn't, do the, they didn't give them a pair so that they could just, like, reproduce and repopulate England with a bunch of reindeer. Yeah, that was the issue is, like, this... they didn't do the whole Noah's Ark thing and give us two, give them two reindeer so there could be reindeer in England. Like, they just gave them just one so there could was, there was one reindeer for all of England. Russia, you only get one reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and that's just so crazy to me. I mean, I, maybe Noah's Ark is a huge, huge boat. Little submarine, you only get one. You know, yeah, you, you got a torpedo hole and you got a reindeer hole. That's no, you know what? In hindsight, that statement sounds worse than I meant to. Stand by that, Bernie. Not, not sure how I feel about that one. All right, so I got I got another good fact for you guys. Um, speaking of zoos, you know, usually when I think of Berlin, uh, Germany in the early 1900s, it's pretty depressing shit. Uh, a lot of wars, a lot of um, economic, a lot of walls, downfall, some yeah, walls. So many. Yeah, just not a great time all around. But I think like remembering this tidbit of history will give a more positive view of like a depressing culture and historical point. So in the 1920s, <laughs> everyone in Germany was pretty down. They weren't having a great time all around mm-hmm. until the Berlin Zoo got two polar bear cubs, which I'm totally 
like I align with Germany on this. Like you get two polar bear cubs, you put them in front of me, I'm gonna be happy. Um, but these adorable bears attracted so much attention in the zoos that they realized they needed a side attraction to kind of entertain people while they were waiting to see the polar bear cubs. So they dressed Coca-Cola. a couple of guys <laughs> in polar bear costumes for people to like meet oh, and take pictures yes. with before <laughs> they met the actual oh polar God. bears. Okay, no, what's the best part about this though, guys? You haven't even got there, is that you would think like uh, this is where the trend of dressing guys in polar bear costumes kind of ended. You'd like, you dress them up, they take a few photos, then they go see the actual polar bear cubs. But as a result, polar bear costumes skyrocketed and created a mini economic boom just selling these bear costumes to the point where polar bear costumes became a trend at every like tourist attraction or visitor place. Beaches, um, historical sites, museums, they just had people dressed in polar bear costumes as a photo op and it lasted until the 60s. What? Okay. So that is one of the craziest things I think I've ever heard. But here's my question for you, right? What the situation that we have here in America, right, is that we've got all this student debt, right? There's all these millennials are taking out these loans to get the college and the and the stuff, and like they're eating the avocado toast so they can't buy a home. So the situation that we need is we need some sort of economic boom. Is it is it just that polar bears are the, like the magic formula or is there another animal that we can suddenly start making the side attraction mascot suits and put them at every goddamn event or place <laughs> and, and just start bringing in the money here in America to, to bring that debt down? <laughs> All right. Hear me out. I like to yes. combine both your stories and make reindeers a thing again, because, you know, reindeers in Christmas time, they're they're kind of together. But imagine if mm. you had a bunch of people dressed up in reindeer and then they were at the beach during the summer. They were in the mountains. They were all climbing everywhere. You just have to see like people were planking. Now they're reindeer. Okay. They're reindeer. You got to make reindeer. that a thing. That's actually yeah. got a good point, too, because it takes two people to make a full reindeer costume. So you kind of right. double the, uh, you know, income with two people yeah. needing the needing the costume. Mm. It's kind of like a slender man. Minimum wage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> It's one wage for, for one costume, but two people. I do love the idea of like out of context, people dressed up as animals, just in random, yeah. random places. Like the polar oh, bears. Is that speech. just furries? <laughs> Shoot, that might just be furries. Maybe You're right. Germany I may, started I may furry have cultures. <laughs> now, hey, you know, that sounds a lot like something that I would hear on the internet. <laughs> yes. I would I would be very interested to know if they were the ones that started that whole Situation. It originated in Berlin. You guys heard it here first. Berlin furry starting. (laughs) I'm writing that one down for later. I'm gonna have to do some research. Maybe that'll be next week's uh, conspiracy for me. Uh, That's a good. That's a good. Hey, you know, sometimes I learn things from you, and sometimes y'all learn things from me. And it's a, it's a nice little experience. You know, it's the melting pot of America. It's a give and take. We got a nice relationship going. All right. Moving away from animals because it's much fun as they are. I think it's good to always keep track on some badass people that existed. And not many people have heard about this badass woman named Nellie Bly. Her actual real name is Elizabeth Cochran Seaman, but she went by Nellie Bly as her pseudonym. <laughs> Because. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that last name is something. Yeah, the dual last name. Cochran Seaman. Cocker Seaman. <laughs> uh, she went by Nellie Bly as a pseudonym for journalism. And a lot of people do not give her credit for the investigative journalism, which she really kind of founded and made a... Um, relevant part of our journalism today and she went so far she was really just this badass person who oh, went so it. far as to spend there was a movie 10 on it, days so that's how in I a mental, mental institution as a patient to prove that the mental institution industry was really corrupt and bad um, but her journalism didn't start there a famous book came out right around the time she was rising as a journalist it was called Around the World in 80 Days don't know if you guys have heard about it um, <laughs> yeah yeah maybe, no, maybe. I've never I've I don't really know books. Uh, I mean, I know you books, but not but actual I, books. I don't know if I've yeah, I don't think I've ever read a book since sixth grade. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a hmm. that's about the average. I am an English people. major too, so that's that's concerning. <laughs> uh, but the book came out, and she decided to pitch to her um, her boss that she was going to travel around the world Dang. in eighty days. I'm so glad she stuck with hot air balloons. Fictional work could actually be done. Um, and she did. She journeyed around. She traveled by sea, ship, train, and even a hot air balloon and completed the journey in 72 days. Wow. That's a lie then. 
She didn't do it in 80. <laughs> she beat uh, yeah, the record. You know, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. She should have delayed oh. it. Eight days. Yeah, she set a, a world record. It lasted for a couple of months. Only a couple of months. Well, what something. she just did was is she spent the last seven days, 73 through 80, uh, just kind of like hanging out at like her favorite bar and was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm still traveling in a way. She's still in the know. world going around. I'm still you out know? in the world. Yeah, yeah. went to her office. Her and I'll call home. it quits when I call it quits. <laughs> Yeah, she, you know, probably traveled up until her last day. That's right. Uh, But yeah, so I think Nellie Bly is just someone we should celebrate and remember because she pioneered investigative journalism and traveled the world in less than 80 days. The one thing I I mean, I'm not I'm not arguing that she is not a badass, but I feel like the one thing that's the most wild thing to me about this is that it apparently took her 10 days to find out that like our hospital situations are messed up. I could go into one for an hour and tell you that it's pretty, it's pretty fucked up. Uh, no, she spent 10 days as a patient. So she went through and like lived out all the horrors that a patient would go through to write up for all the people who didn't believe the hospitals were fucked up. Mm, yeah. I suppose. That's, you know, she like mm, actually went through a whole journey. She went to a first a homeless shelter and pretended to be crazy until they actually sent her to the institution so that the institution had no idea she was a journalist. And it took her newspaper, the newspaper she worked for, they had to go and rest her after the 10th day. Oh, they were going to release her. Yeah. So they had her boss had a like, job. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm so sure you work for the newspaper. Yeah. She's like, no, I, I really do. I really do. Yeah. And they're like, writing an important yeah. article. Here's my press credentials. Like, that is a napkin. <laughs> Go sit down. He also spelled press P R E S. There's two S's. There's two S's. Stop. Just stop. So in history, we usually remember like anybody who held a political office made a impact during their time as a political office. But uh, in Ecuador, uh, at one point, a well-aimed marketing strategy led to a medical foot cream becoming the mayor of Pico Aza, Ecuador. What? Did you say a foot cream? Okay, hang on, hang on. The the cream itself became the mayor. The cream itself became the mayor. Was it the cream of the crop? How dare you? I just it's the like, cream of the foot. <laughs> like your self-esteem must skyrocket down if you were an actual human being and you got beat out by a foot cream. Um, but it was like, just too smooth. Yeah, it just <laughs> too many benefits to this foot cream. In an attempt to like drive up sales, this foot cream product <laughs> called Pulva Pies decided to market their product alongside the election for mayor. So they were just essentially made, making like ads and banners that had the slogan, vote for any candidate. But if you want good foot hygiene, vote for Pova PS. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a and, weird slogan. But okay. You know, I imagine it sounds probably better in Spanish, but in English, it's just. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, OK, but how fucked up do your feet have to be like of the whole area to they're like have so really many obsessed. people vote? For the foot cream. Yeah, so this is the foot guy. I like them. Their <laughs> distribution worked a little too well. And Pova PS not only won the election, but it won by a landslide, guys. Like it oh, was God. a overwhelming <laughs> win. No one wanted any of the other candidates to be the mayor of this town, uh, Picoaza. To be fair... If there was, if I saw foot cream on the ballot, like there's no way I'm not voting for that. That's just too funny to pass up. Like everybody was like, this is a good bit. I'm gonna go for it. I mean, it's frustrating. There's like, you know, the kids who like wrote in Harambe uh, during the last election. It's like, it's frustrating. But like, if that was actually on the ballot, I don't know. I like a write in is is angering, I think. But like, if I saw Harambe on the actual ticket... (laughs) I don't know. I may have voted for Harambe. Yeah. Uh, The best part is they have like a little um, almost mascot ad, you know, that's associated with this and pull the PS. Is there a polar bear? Holy shit. No, it's an actual foot with a face on it. Oh, God. It's like, it looks like a wax foot foot with a face face on it. No, unacceptable. I take my vote away. It's a foot with a face on it. And it has to be one of the most disturbing things I think I've ever seen. Does he have like a really toe face? Like. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I've definitely dated someone before who looks like a foot, so yeah, I think I get it. There's some attraction there, some level of, uh, I could go for this. Look, I, I will say, that I, there's one of two things. Either they, the candidates in, in that election were just so unappealing, yeah. like, not necessarily like physically, but I mean like, you know, their, their politics that they were they're like, They were less right, appealing than an is. actual foot. Right. <laughs> 
or that whole town is nothing but foot fetish freaks. That's what I was <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah. yeah. I want to see that foot all the time. I just got wonder, so it's like there's a good portion of like uninformed people and they didn't pay attention to what Pova PS was. And they just saw ads like vote for Pova PS and they were just like, ah, yeah, that one works. Like, I don't know what who mm. stands for what. So somewhere there's a joke about Brexit. They won in like a political race and they would probably win in like a running race, too. They should run for <laughs> everything. <laughs> Run for yeah, of that makes yeah, oh, that was bad. damn it. Yeah, <laughs> that was bad. Uh, that was I real tried bad. Too hard. Well, you know what? We'll try harder a little bit after the after the next ad break, and we'll be back with Bernie's Bunk Busters. See you in a bit. Previously on Finish It, I jump on the woolly mammoth. Very nice. Eventually, you become captain of your own ship. You become the captain of your own ship? Life is harsh and simple with the cave people. No, boy. Vampire advances toward you step by step by step. The usual Fingers. way. <laughs> Does that sound like fun? Yes, it does. I'm Matt Yule. And I'm Chris Yule. And on our podcast, Finish It, we're going through all the interactive fiction books ever. And we read every single page, and we don't stop until we got every drop. <laughs> we're going to juice these books. Find us at finishitpod.com or finish it on any pod catcher. The information war is fought in the trenches of truth, while conspiracy thrives in lies. It's time to blow it up with Bernie's Bunkbuster. Whoa, 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 and welcome to the show. We're back with Bernie's Bunkbusters, and uh, this segment is brought to you by Inside Underwear. Surgically inserted undergarments hide your shame from even God's eyes. Find them in your local CVS aisles. I don't know. Um, hey, listen, I've got a situation here, and it's not the undergarments. I was going to say, they're too far up there? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, I've I've got a perma-wedgie, uh, and I cannot get rid they of it. They tell you not uh, no, to buy uh, a size down, and sometimes you just don't listen. I know we're a close yeah, crew, you know, but we don't need the, that much detail, man. <laughs> the, buying the size down is supposed to make things look perkier, but I don't know. It, it's it's gotten dangerous. Um, so last week we talked about some uh, some fun little you know uh, myths that are out there. You know, a lot of people believe that the moon landing is faked, uh, but we actually talked about the more important conspiracy theory, which is that the moon itself is faked. Uh, and I think we all agreed that the government has clearly faked the moon. Obviously. Um, and I yeah, get it. You yeah. know, it's 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 there to kind of, you know, change the times. And like, it's really there for corporate earnings and stuff. It's, you know, it is what it is. Tides, I mean, tides are why fake. else would we be the only country? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. That see, and even that, that's just an advertisement for Tide. <laughs> tide <laughs> pods, Tide. Everything's uh, a Tide ad. Stuff. Yeah. Everything is a Tide ad. That is so sure. Uh, but here's the thing. This one. Who I don't know if we've ever had something that uh, some people claim is bunk, and I I think that this one's real. I well, let me tell you what this article here says, and then you tell me. You tell me if this is a load of shit or if it's a load of like I don't know uh, what the opposite of shit. Good, good tide. I don't know. Um, so they are claiming that John Lennon was actually killed by the one and only Stephen King. What? That's right. They're saying that Chapman was a paid patsy hired to take the fall for Lennon's real murderer, Stephen King. Is there any book I mean, that he has Stephen that, like... King's a pretty fucked up dude, so... That's why I wouldn't put it past him. You see, okay, so there is a website called LennonMurderTruth.com, and there's all these different segments, right? There's all this stuff about Stephen King shot John Lennon. There's an actual book about it, which is crazy what? to me. Um, yeah, for real. Uh, and it's by a guy named Steve Lightfoot, <laughs> which, if that name isn't fake, then I'll eat, you know, my grandma's hat. Uh <laughs> And so you've got all these different segments and sections to it. So you got the killer's face and true identity, the killer's alleged name and letter that he wrote out. There's government codes, Stephen King's writings, uh, Stephen King's. Now, here's, here's the craziest thing. He's claiming Stephen King wrote letters to him. About what? this whole situation. Uh, and it's, it's you know, it's very hard to read, but, it, you know, there's a letter where he says, I didn't kill John Lennon, and I think that you know that, like, you know, as much as I do inside the world of denial that you've, that you've put yourself up into. And, you know, he's, he's trying to, you know, claim that he didn't, but there's a smudge mark. 
And that's the thing. Let me let me take you down about Chapman, right? There's this whole thing about how there's a smudge mark and that there's some kind of code within this smudge. Uh, it's it's crazy. Um, uh, let me just read one little note that the guy has here. I'm not going to go through this through his whole damn book. But in late July of 1984, I received a letter signed Dennis C. Lee. Amazingly, it seems to be the same handwriting as Stephen King's letter to me in September of 1992. The first letter is a threat letter and an admission of his guilt. Two weeks after receiving this first letter, my father was killed in a small plane crash on the anniversary of Nixon's resignation. So let me tell you, that's way too many coincidences if if you ask me. Nixon, Lenin, a plane crash, a bullet, I don't know. I don't know. It seems too... I can see how it it all connects for sure. You're saying there is a book, so he did write a book for... Like claiming all of this, or there's one that relates to a Stephen King book. Like it turns out, like it is this story, and he was in the drains all along. Oh, could it be that this entire conspiracy theory was created by Stephen King to give him like a little bit more street cred as an expert on killers, murder? <laughs> oh, Stephen King! Stephen King wants to join a gang, so he's like, I need street cred. Yeah, which one can I take credit for? I uh, shot John, John Lennon. Lennon. He just started this whole. For the I back shot end. John Lennon, but I did not shoot <laughs> but the. But I'm going to de- deny deputy. it, so I don't have to go to prison. Yeah. Now I will say this is my favorite. My favorite thing uh, about this website. Um, so his site was hacked at some point. The purchase button is not working. So instead, if you want to buy the Evidence magazine, uh, oh, okay, I guess it's just like some sort of overglorified magazine. It's like a thin paperback book kind of thing. You can directly mail $10, check a cash, uh, to Steve uh-huh. Lightfoot. And he has an address. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to do the advertising for him. If you want it, you can go find it. Um, but uh, for the rest of you, thousands sold, no f- refunds requested. It's the real Ooh. deal. Uh, <laughs> You can also write to him at LennonMurderTruth at Yahoo.com so you know you yeah. know something. He's got a Yahoo. He's, you know, we He's trust that. Deal. That's a man who's been at this for a long time. Yeah. Um, this guy was born in Helena, Ma- uh, Montana. I don't know why I started to say mountain, uh, but it's... Probably not far from the truth. Uh, but, you know, he's really been going down the rabbit hole. I mean, there's paragraphs upon paragraphs about Ronald Reagan, about Nixon, and about how all of this ties back to Lenin uh, and how Stephen King is actually the one who just fucking just Got yeeted John Lennon off of the side of this mortal <laughs> coil. Okay, now there is one piece of evidence that is very, very important that I do think that we all need to discuss. Okay. There's a photo that is that shows Lennon signing an album with Chapman lurking on the edge of the frame, but it turns out it's actually Stephen King. What? And when I click on the link to take me to the photo, I will let you know that it does say page not found. <laughs> <laughs> so you're finding this. So I do think that the government... Took the that down. Yeah. Yeah, the government took that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true. Oh, my um, God. The government is on Stephen King's side then. We found that out. This is what also that yeah. proves. Well, okay, look, if you have like two minutes, I do have a secondary thing that may prove that point. There is another conspiracy theory out there that John Lennon was killed for admitting that the CIA invented LSD. So I'm starting to think that this is all kind of coming in from all these different angles. Stephen King took the LSD that the CIA made. He kills them. They put it on Chapman. The CIA continues to sell the LSD. Oh, hang on a second. I think there's someone at the door. So I've said too much, and now Stephen King is at our studio door. Well, uh, before before we get you know got before we get got, what do you, what are your thoughts on this? Is this you know bunk or is this truth? What are, what are we thinking here? There is too many facts here to say that it's not true. Like uh, the, that 404 image not found, that even that proves that the government's trying to, to cover up uh, this whole thing. So I, I think when you reach a 404 message, that means something is being hidden, <laughs> and especially by the government. Bernie, you know I always I always get on board for your bunkers. It takes it takes just one fact for me to be in, and I'm down. Like anytime I could point that Stephen King is a stone cold murderer, I'm all for it. So yeah, I just need everyone to know stone cold murderer. <laughs> I'm usually skeptical about things until you pull in the government, and now that there's a government LSD connection, I'm all for it. That just solidifies all the facts for me. Oh yeah, I mean all the conspiracies it just all comes down to the government. So literally, that's all it takes, and we all know that they're behind it. Oh, you know that does bring up a good question though. Is there a conspiracy theory that you wouldn't believe until someone said, uh, but the government is is the reason why it, it, it makes sense. 
Or is it like, is there a situation in which eventually you go, okay, you can't just make everything the truth by claiming as the government, you know, where, where's the line, I guess is, is a, is a good question. See, the government has gotten in your brain. There is no line. They control everything and it's their fault for everything. Oh my God. Ooh. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> yep. Holy They're down hell. all the way to our toothpaste. Well, that's now, you know, that there is something there. We'll have to get into fluoride sometime because let me tell you, fluoride <laughs> is definitely not recommended by 10 out of 11 doctors. Um, <laughs> And I, I guess that'll do it for this one. You know, it's pretty conclusive, I think. I mean, this evidence, you can't you can't go wrong with it. I mean, if hey, if it wasn't true, he'd sue. So uh all right, I guess I guess that's that for Bernie's Bunkbusters. Um coming up, it's time to put a positive spin on some reviews, you guys. Coming this fall to bookstores near you. Whilst investigating the death of a local window cleaner, a swarthy dog groomer called Jeff Burns uncovers a legend about a supernaturally cursed, obtuse ball circulating throughout Montreal. As soon as anyone uses the ball, he or she has exactly 69 days left to live. The doomed few appear to be ordinary people during day-to-day life, but when photographed, they look distorted. A marked person feels like a stinky chupacabra to touch. Jeff gets hold of the ball, refusing to believe the superstition. A collage of images flashes into his mind. A bumpy mongoose balancing on a foggy window cleaner. An old newspaper headline about a unicycle accident. A hooded lizard ranting about elbows and a drinking well located in a scary place. When Jeff notices his footsies have chupacabra-like properties, he realizes that the curse of the obtuse ball is true and calls in his improv coach, a pasta factory worker called Tina Fey, to help. Tina examines the ball and willingly submits herself to the curse. She finds that the same visions flash before her eyes. She finds the bumpy mongoose balancing on a foggy window cleaner particularly chilling. She joins the queue for a supernatural death. Jeff and Tina pursue a quest to uncover the meaning of the visions, starting with a search for the hooded lizard. Will they be able to stop the curse before their time is up? Find out this fall in my new book, The Curse of the Obtuse Ball, by me, Stephen King. Any comment section online is a swirling pile of garbage. Let's try and put a positive spin on some negative reviews as we enter DJ Dyson Vacuum's Comment Cyclone. All right, all right. Welcome back, everyone. DJ Dyson Vacuum here for the segment Comment Cyclone, where we put a positive spin on reviews. This segment is brought to you by Pimple Inversion Therapy. Swell the rest of your skin using a safe blend of histamines until your skin is as flat as the Arizona Plains. And if there isn't a positive side to that of a pimple-free skin, you guys, I couldn't picture anything more beautiful. 16-year-old me... It, like ac- acne ridden me is definitely very upset that this did not exist back if in the I could have traded pimples for a face that's two times as big I would have been an instant yeah I mean <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean I maybe I would have gotten a date to the prom I don't know I also definitely was homeschooled so I, I don't know who I would have taken I guess but, but it, it your is dog would have loved to go with you <laughs> yeah I could have I could have gotten a nice little dress from a dog Yes. Well, you guys, I got a whole group of reviews for you. I've scrounged the internet. I found a grouping of weird and just bad reviews that we're going to try. We're going to find the positive if the people haven't already. So I got this first one for you. And st- I've picked this one because um, it takes a wild turn from what the product is to what the review has turned into. So the product is going to be okay. Direct Play Sweet Strawberry Lube, 60 milliliters. It is a <laughs> four-star okay. review by Christian Hall. <laughs> and he writes... I ran out of strawberry jam, and so I used this to put in the kids' rice pudding. They couldn't tell the difference, and they're pretty intelligent. Oh, no. So, <laughs> you guys. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, like, literally, my stomach just sank. <laughs> Everything in my chest just went down. I feel so sick right now. It's important. <laughs> edible. So it's so there is so much baggage There's to unpack there. Here, you guys. Oh, my First, God. You know, it's edible. It's safe. It's safe enough to give to your kids. But what? Okay, but what happens oh when this kid's like Game Boy dies? Here's a dildo, honey. It vibrates. Have fun. <laughs> 
Okay, but here's here's my concern. Here's here's what my question is. Why is it four <laughs> stars? <laughs> Why would like what what was wrong with it that 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 was like enough to get it four? But what it what would have taken it to a five? Jam. Yeah, they were like not five stars because it wasn't great during sex or whatever. Like, you know, what what's the what's the situation <laughs> yeah, on this? Yeah, as lube, not the best, but as a jam for your kids' pudding, definitely throw it on there. <laughs> my kids loved it. That's probably like one of my favorite oh my parts about this is that they decided to add in that their kids are pretty intelligent which is like almost a brag but they're still letting you know that they're kind of dumb as well so like not fully standing by it. <laughs> they're pretty intelligent but they don't know that the strawberry jam is actually lube so <laughs> but listen well okay but here's the thing though they're gonna go to sex ed in like a couple of years and they're gonna get like a situation where they're like learning about lube and they're gonna go wait wait a minute why does this taste like mom's rice pudding <laughs> oh god oh god what have i put into my body in the kitchen cabinet <laughs> just the most intense sensory yeah. reaction it's to next it. to our peanut butter <laughs> exactly yeah like they'll go uh teacher this isn't lube this is this is what you put in rice pudding and the teacher's gonna go i'm sorry roll that one back for me this is getting called for sure do i need to call child yeah i was just about to say yeah do i have to call cps every year what's going like on pb and j's throughout their life and they're like you know something's off about this jam i don't i'm not really into it but cp pb and js child protective peanut butter jelly. and jelly but Sandwiches. i mean like also shout out to these parents for being this innovative they were like oh man they need something on top of this rice pudding and what do we have that's strawberry flavored let me go upstairs real quick i know how to solve this and that's you know what that's that's a parenting tip for everyone uh, out there <laughs> don't forget about the lube when your kids are hungry going to that came out worse oh, no, than i no. thought <laughs> but see here's the thing though this this is the weirdest like logic of theirs like what's that stuff that you put on a pregnant belly so that you can petroleum you know, jelly like, or whatever you know x-ray the, the shag Astro yeah. Yeah, that, no, no. no i don't think it's that one. Oh god uh yeah the petroleum jelly that's like saying oh i'm trying to make you know uh well i guess it's pb and j again but like i'm trying to make pb and j i'm out of you know the grape jelly I'll just put this petroleum <laughs> jelly and you start to eat it's your sandwich like peanut uh, butter and hmm is this uh it's, is a, it, it's a boy I don't know this is, <laughs> it's like putting like vanilla scented hand soap on top of your ice cream to add like a little sweetness or something <laughs> except uh, the hand exactly. soap isn't edible you guys the lube is <laughs> that's right uh, all right now when when was oh, that yeah. review posted do you have a date for that um, review by any chance it was a little bit ago hold on give me two seconds I would love to at some point, not not while we're on air, but at some point we should Google and see if there's any kind of like news report of like around that same time of a family who had to get their because. stomachs pumped because of eating lube. <laughs> they just like eating it way was too all much. The kids lube. would eat from that point on, so they just bought like mass quantities. <laughs> I know exactly. They're like, look, it it's not good for you, but hey, it really empties you out. You just you clean. You clean. You're good to go. They started the cleanse trend. If you do need to cleanse, there is a gummy bear cleanse that has some other reviews too. I don't have I'll I'll save those reviews for another time, but oh there is gummy, a gummy bear cleanse. That is that is one of the funniest goddamn things I have ever read in my entire life. And someday like maybe when we hit like you know ten years on the air or something like what, like for an anniversary we'll we'll save it for then because like wow that, that a is a doozy. But you guys, next up I got for you, it's a personal <laughs> favorite because I I love this movie. It's a review of Cars two thousand and six, and this one it is a one star <laughs> and it's titled "The Boy Loves It" by David and Sarah, and uh, they write. My kid and I used to have varied and interesting conversations. Then I let him watch this. Now he only wants to talk about Lightning McQueen, who apparently is a standard by which everything else in the world is now judged. My driving skills are constantly being called into question from the backseat. Lightning McQueen would have made it through that light. Lightning McQueen is faster than your car, daddy. <laughs> Lightning McQueen would have weaved into traffic while, while trying to merge. Lightning McQueen never uses bad words and so forth. And this one... You guys, if you gotta if you gotta look up to somebody, it has to be Lightning McQueen. Like it's good to have someone oh, to like yeah. the ideal superhero. Oh man, Kachow indeed. Yeah. Uh, the, I love I love that last point of you know Lightning McQueen doesn't use bad words I like that. You know, like that that's probably a good point though yeah. that the kids got. 
And maybe dad shouldn't be, you know, dropping so many fucking curse words <laughs> yeah, all the time in front of dad. a child. Yeah. Maybe dad should have swerved into the next lane a little bit quicker, like Lightning McQueen, you know, and yelled ka-chow at the same time. <laughs> That's what I respect this kid because he is like, he's like full backseat driving, but he's using Lightning McQueen as his like qualifier. Like he can speak. He's never driven a day in his life, but he knows Lightning McQueen would have done better because he's seen cars. So yeah, he's an, <laughs> oh, he's an expert sure, and sure. I, you need to step your game up. And I just want you guys all to live your life trying to be like Lightning McQueen, really. Yeah, he may have given the like, movie one star, but that kid deserves yeah. five stars. I'm sorry. He's just... I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I also do love the fact that that dad also probably is just mad because... Did you realize that the, the review writer has two names in it? It's like Dan yeah, and David Kayla Anser. or something like David that. Anser. What is it? Dan and what? David and Sarah. Yeah, I don't know which one of them cheated, but one of them definitely did. And like that, I think is also painting the situation here. Like he's just mad about something, so he's gonna get mad about Lightning McQueen. He's gotta take you know? it out on somebody. Uh, it's like, this is another review. Mom yeah. does just like Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Mom's more like Lightning McQueen than you. Yeah. There you Heart wrenching words for Honestly, a daddy here. For this next one, it's another it's another negative review, but it's a negative for, not for the product itself, but for the the person and what they thought. So this is a review of a blow up mattress. It's a one star again, and it's titled beds should look like beds. I ordered this while I was high because I thought it was a giant ice cream sandwich. It's not, it's, it's a bed and not the $150 ice cream sandwich I wanted, which, okay, y'all, I don't know how high you have to be to be willing to spend $150 for an ice cream sandwich, but man, that is some good weed they've got. Okay. Also, let me ask you this yummy. though. Would you eat would you eat one that was like, okay, if there was an ultimate mm-hmm. ice cream sandwich and it costs 150 though, I mean, would you eat it? I, yes. Probably. Uh, you can't fit in your freezer, you? so like you gotta. No yeah, way that shit's just, gonna fit anywhere you open else. open that sucker up and get start getting to town. Yeah, for sure. Get a shovel and just start getting That's that in your I mouth. There's also the worry of like, how do you eat this? First of all, how do they ship it to you where it's still frozen enough where you can get down on this little thing? <laughs> Coming in a freezer well, truck. Okay. <laughs> In their defense, in the picture, it probably looks small. So probably like, you know, by the time, like if, I think it'd be different if you got an order thinking that it was an ice cream sandwich and it was an ice cream sandwich, but it was mm-hmm. the size of a bed. That would be concerning. But I, I imagine that this is just a situation in which the bed happened to look like and, an ice cream sandwich. And on your phone, it's all, they're both okay. going to look small anyway. So you're like- 150. It's be the best one ever. Might it's like plated in it. gold or something. Best one, probably larger than average too. Maybe like you know, solid like book size or you know, four by four or something right. like that. It's bigger than average. I'm glad that your go-to the, was was book size. Yeah. 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 Very is, is it book size or not? <laughs> is it a good book size? You know. <laughs> How no, thick? What's the size of this pages? mattress? Is that like, you know, like what? Like a 10, 10 paperbacks by 12 paperbacks? <laughs> we're working with you. And then you guys, another, we're going to go back to some parenting tips for this next review because this review is of a penguin mask. It's a okay. four star review and it's titled, I wear this mask to sing lullabies to my children by Sir Chubbs. And they, oh no, Sir, Sir Chubbs says, oh, no. I wear this mask to sing lullabies to my children. They are terrified of the mask. Whenever they protest about their bedtime or ask for too many sweets, I whip out the mask and they soon know who the King Penguin is. (laughs) Those are kids that we are going to hear about in like 10, 15, 20 years who will have, they will have read Catcher in the Rye and they will have shot whoever is the modern day John Lennon. And it's going to be such a bad situation. These kids are scarred for life. They're going to go on a field trip to the aquarium and see the penguins and just have a meltdown. Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna break out, down. Oh my god! They're gonna live out the Batman villain penguin <laughs> life, right? Yes. They're just they're gonna be yes. future the, the fake penguin. I have become what be I hated get, most. <laughs> the, I, the the thing that that's gonna be really upsetting is when they go to be intimate with like a partner for the first time, and they realize that they just can't like be intimate unless their partner is either wearing the mask <laughs> or going, wah, 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 wah. you know, and like it's that's gonna be a horrifying. Oh, wait, is that also just furry culture? I don't know. Oh, Every no. Every time they go, they're like, um, can you just refer to me as King Penguin? And then I think we'll, we'll be, be good. good. And this next one, you guys, uh, I don't <laughs> I don't know if there's much here. I just adore this, and I think I found a new phrase. And I just want to kind of like dig into what you think this could possibly mean. So this is the review of a, it's called the Chef Al Dente Singing Pasta Timer. And it's a rating overall is only 2.5 stars. Oh, but this one God. user gave it five stars because oh, they loved no. it. 
So this five-star review is titled Five Stars, and it's by Miss Lizzie. And all it says is, Barry says this is stonking. What is stonking, you guys? There's so much enthusiasm. (laughs) And I just have to know. This is this new phrase I want to implement in everything. I'm just going to throw it out and say that's stonking. Stonking. So it's stonking. We need to break it down in the form. Okay. Books, we need you for this. Do you want, do you, do you oh want my God, the actual answer, answer to this? Bust yeah. this, Bernie. I just what is Googled it? it. I can't believe this. It's, you know what it is? It's British. Oh. That, that's why. Okay. So it's, oh. it's, it's British slang, which is why I was like, I could believe it, but used to emphasize something remarkable, exciting, Man. or very large. A stonking oh. 207. Sorry, let me do it in yeah. a British accent. Be like, <clears throat> oh, pip, pip, cherry, a stonking 207 <laughs> miles per hour maximum speed. <laughs> it's like they forgot what the word so astonishing was, and they were like, you know, you know, a stonking. <laughs> it just has so much flavor. All right, blimey, it's a stonking, yeah. innit? <laughs> I adore this phrase. I'm going to start using it. I'm glad that I know it's just British now and that I thought just British terms were funny. That's all it takes for me. But now I'm going to implement this. Yeah. British slang is pretty damn funny, though. Yeah, it is. For real. Yeah, it is. I can't wait to, like, DJ Dives and Vacuum, you're just going to talk to us every time something's super impressive. You're just going to be like, oh, it's a stonking. God, stonking, y'all. Stonking. God. <laughs> Well, I hope you all had a stonking time in my segment. I did have a stonking time. And coming up, up next, next is Screech's Preach. I'm going to make sure you all join the congregation on the side of my bad fandom hot take. Chia pet dad. Have you ever felt lonely because you've been ignored by someone who should care about you? Chia pet dad comes with a wall-mounted trampoline so he can practice playing catch with you weekly. Chia pet dad will send you warm letters of encouragement because he really cares about you. I'm proud of you. You got this, champ. Keep your head up, bud. Your Chia Pet Dad may get mad at you and tell you to get your life together, but it's okay because you can just let him die if you don't want to live by his advice. You know when you take care of a Chia Pet, they grow great little plants out of the top of them? Well, your Chia Pet Dad will grow big, strong plant arms when you take good care of him. Why arms? So he can give you a big hug. Aww. Chia Pet Dad has a supportive app where you can meet other people with their Chia Pet Dads and connect with them and share great photos. So get your Chia Pet Dad today at ChiaPetDadOnline.com slash org. I'll rise as we join the congregation. Become enlightened and listen to Screech Preach. All right, this segment is brought to you by Tushy Bidet. Turn your bathroom into a private spa oasis where you always wanted your Tushy Bidet. Every spray to your booty hole will transport you into a relaxing spa experience in the comfort of your own bathroom. Why a bidet? Wiping your butt with a dry toilet paper is so 19th century. Plus, it installs in 10 minutes. Tushy fits all standard toilets and some one-piece toilets. No electricity, plumbing, or significant others required. And here, your Scavengers Network exclusive. Take 10% off your first order with code SCAVENGE. Just redeem at hellotushy.com and start having a healthier bathroom experience. Keep that b-hole clean. That's, you know, we love the Tushy Bidet here. We've got them all over the studio here, uh, over here at 109.1. Uh, and it's, it's got to say, we love it here at WIDK. Um, so, Screech. Yes. Scream it from the rooftops. What do you got for us this week? All right. So this week, I'm going to make sure you guys all join my congregation. I need you to tell you, tell me when you guys jump on board. So uh, like I said, I have a, a hot take. It's, it's a bad hot take about fandoms. And uh, the fr- this one I'm going to go through, it's going to be Twilight is the most revolutionary and expiring film of the 2000s. That, that is what you and, are claiming. Uh, this you also is expiring. Fact. Not inspiring, expiring? Inspiring. Okay. Um, So I'm going to hit you with facts, and I really just want to know when you guys uh, jump on board, if you already not on board. First, actually, can I take a quick survey? Who's on board with me already? All right, it's it's a party of one right now. Dead silence. Dead silence in the studio today. You got a lot of work to do. Do you want us to ring in with a bell? How do you want us to, like, we just yell out preach when we're on? Yeah, currently I am standing on the tracks hoping that the train hits me. Uh, I am far away from being on board. So I have a number of facts to prove my point. And uh, after a fact, if you have changed your mind for any reason, right. uh, just let me know. All right. The, f- the first one would be that uh, San Diego Comic-Con 
it's argued to be one of the largest international conventions in the world. And, uh, Twilight has actually been uh, sourced as the biggest change in Comic-Con and the nerd culture because in 2018, it was the first year that the comic convention actually sold out. Uh, And not only did this comic convention sell out, but across the globe, comic conventions got more and more people attending and it was having to do with Twilight. So you have this as a positive? Yes. Yeah, wasn't Twilight it's like revolutionary. years ago at this point? Uh, Twilight came out in uh, 2008. So how? November 21st, 2008. So 10 years later. Yeah. Oh, it trickled down economics. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, right. Stephen King's behind this as well. It. Is it a delay? No, it, it, uh, yeah. it sold out in 2008. Oh, you said 18. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my mistake. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's, it sold out in 2008 because there were some people who oh, were horny for, for Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, um, Taylor Lautner, um, but and that Kristen is, Stewart. Um, he's going to be the Batman though. So he's you know. exactly. And Batman would not be Robert Pattinson if not for Twilight. He was just an envy, indie star. And, uh, he wasn't even an indie star. He was just a, he was an actor. And then he jumped on this indie film that, uh, you know, just made a ton, a ton of money. All right. So I, I hear, I'm hearing nothing right now, which means no one's, no one's no, joined the, my congregation. That's yet. the worst Don't part worry. of Comic-Con is that wrong. there's too many people and you got to wait in lines forever. They ruined Comic-Con is what that is. That's a bad yeah. point. They did not ruin Comic-Con. They gave money to creators and fandoms and yeah. made sure that we could have more fandoms like Twilight now. Um, well, speaking of, fandoms and uh female driven entertainment uh twilight paved the way for female entertainment because it was based off a book written by a female um and also it was directed by a female and this paved the way for movies like hunger games divergent and wonder woman which are written and directed by women for an audience of women which people didn't think was a thing until 2008 those are those are movies that were Uh, this see this is really frustrating yeah why is that frustrating because uh, like what well, is frustrating because like obviously I want more movies that are made for females and by females uh and uh you know like basically just I I think we've got enough white mm-hmm. dudes you know dictating stuff but at the same time like I don't want to give that credit to Twilight so it's like really it's really conflicting that it's like I want this but I don't want to give I don't want to give sparkly vampire boys any any say in this yeah, matter. I don't know if it's that's so a- strange no vampire boys just <laughs> girls Go girls. <laughs> we're we're talking about we're not talking about the, the Twilight story. story. We are talking about the, ex- the, the influence Twilight of Twilight. Experience. The Twilight experience. But shouldn't we actually give that credit to Harry Potter? Which was <laughs> no, <laughs> it's Twilight. It doesn't seem like a very sound yeah. fact you're bringing to us right now. It seems like you you had a timeline, saw that you know Twilight was involved in it, and you were Did like, this is now the starting point. <laughs> did Harry Potter I, go to different commie conventions? Did like Stephanie, what's her face? JK Rowling, whatever her name is. <laughs> you were about to say I the know. author of Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> it's the author of Harry Potter. Okay. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think Comic-Con was like quite nearly as big as it was back in the days of Harry Potter. If, exactly. If, if, Mr., if Mr. Harry Potter yep. had gotten his little stupid butt out of his cupboard a couple years later... They may have changed the game. They kind of did. Exactly. They had like midnight book uh, like viewings and stuff where like there was long lines outside of bookstores. That's a good point. So they could have started these like lineup. I went to those. Yeah. They had the book viewings. You couldn't read it. You couldn't buy it. But you could look at the book. You could just see it on the shelf. Don't breathe on it and then get out of the store. I don't want that book to depreciate (laughs) in in its revenue or anything. All right, so I know you're not really listening to things that I've been saying, so I've decided to get some of the stuff that the critics have really been saying uh, about Twilight. So critics have referred to Twilight as a vampire renaissance, where it resulted in entertainment such as The Vampire Diaries, one of the CW's most watched TV series in 2012, uh, Dark Shadows starring Johnny Depp, 2012. 12, also Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter would not have happened without Twilight. Thank you, Twilight, for Vampire Hunter, uh, Abraham Lincoln. And 2013, Beautiful Creatures by uh, someone. And then also don't forget about Warm Bodies. <laughs> okay, so you've just listed out a bunch of things yes. that in bad. my opinion are pretty bad. Um, so. How could you say Abraham Lincoln, Vampire <laughs> like, Hunter is bad? It is revolutionary. And, uh, <laughs> warm Bodies was about zombies. That was <laughs> heavily you know. based on Twilight, though. <laughs> 
So, okay. But also, you know what was also based on Twilight was the, the like, 50 Shades, Shades of Grey. Gray. And I feel like yes. just getting, look, like, it's funny. I'm the one who does conspiracy theories. And yet I feel like you're giving us the conspiracy theory of a lifetime which is trying to claim that Twilight is one of the most influential pieces of media. And I just, I think it's influenced me to yarks a little bit. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, this is this is wild. But you've got a lot of, I'll, I'll give you this. You've got a lot of facts. I well, do. Sorry. Quote you've got a lot facts. of points. Yeah, there you go. Points. You've got a lot of points. you got, you got your fake news, your alternative facts that you're bringing in here that you're trying to like throw out at us. And, and you know, I'll give credit where credit is due. You've certainly done a lot of research. Thank you. Um, I have more. Quick poll of <laughs> a quick poll of you and just you. Uh, team Edward or wait, what's the other guy? <laughs> Jacob. Uh, it's team, team Jacob. Jacob? I'm sorry. Okay. Which, which of the she, two are you on? I'm guessing Jacob considering how, how loud you just you got. How insulted you were that. by that. Yeah. Um, but my, my, my opinion aside, uh, there are more facts that Twilight is completely influenced the whole, you know, two thousands and today, uh, speaking of 50 shades okay. of gray, it is, was a fan fiction based upon Twilight. Now we're seeing yes. more and more media that is based upon fan fiction. And I do believe that is because they let 50 shades of gray come out. They're like, Oh, this is good. And then they're like, Oh, let's make some more fan fiction stuff. <laughs> okay. So you may have swayed me at some point, but uh, this is where I differ because I would take inspiration as only positive inspiration. I think Twilight has inspired a whole lot of garbage. Yeah, like biting so people. Point, I saw that a lot in research. It is inspirational, <laughs> but I don't think it's a positive inspiration. I think it's more like influential. It has a yeah, it's had a negative influence on culture. So. I want to point out, though, that just now you didn't openly admit that you've done some research and found and some negative hiding. points, but you're not you're bringing that those. to the heat. Okay, I'll so, bring, yeah, so what, uh, I'll bring what you the big, one what negative point. What is Big Vampire really hiding? Yeah, what, okay. is, what is Big Vampire hiding I'll here? bring up the biting. Um, so there, in every single article that I did search, even Time Magazine did source the biting incidents of uh, <laughs> teens biting each other in affection, no. whether it be partners or friendship, just biting what? each other's necks also having like you know the tommy lee jones holding like having like blood vials of their friends or partners this was influenced by twilight is what everyone is sourcing um i think it's more true blood but then again twilight is based off of true blood so do you think that like reading that book yes you know girls across america went to their partners and were like so listen tonight i want to try something a little different like would you be down they're like i'll bite and they're like oh yes you will oh yes you will you you nailed it or were they like shifty like who told you you know you too oh this is all i wanted caitlin i hate to do this to you but you just said oh you're on the same page good caitlin i i do hate to do this to you but you just said that true blood or twilight was inspired by true blood so that means true blood is the original is where it started and twilight was after so this is all this is all bugged right now but true true blood on hbo wasn't as big as twilight it was huge i wouldn't doubt that but true we're blood talking is about big. the inspirational Wait. points the origin of inspiration then was therefore true blood that inspired twilight which inspired comic-con boost true blood true blood but vampire true. diaries i now <laughs> screech i got a question real quick yes. actually is is any of this at all influenced by like I don't know like vampires of old like Nosferatu or Dracula or like I don't know any relevant literary literary uh, I almost said dragon or drag I mean drag oh my god let me try this again or any other literary vampire of any sort. Uh, the Twilight books, there are references to actual vampire vampires like Dracula's mentioned. Uh, so, I mean, okay. yes, they, you you could make the same argument then. True Blood or Dracula, who are you going to say influenced now? I'm going to have to say it's Twilight. Also, I have I'm gonna one. I'm going to have to say Dracula. I, I'm, I'm going to okay. have to say True Blood. <laughs> sure. Okay. Dr- Dracula influenced the now. Uh, Well, there's one more big thing that would not have come about if uh, not for Twilight. And that would be Taylor Swift's hit song, Back to December, which is about uh, Taylor Lautner, who played Jacob in the Twilight series. Uh, And Taylor Swift would not have had that hit and it would not be in our ears. And we would not be singing that song over and over again if not for Twilight. So um, I'll just leave you at that. Yes. Taylor Lautner during that crappy movie Valentine's Day, not during Twilight. During his Twilight, he would not be here if not for Twilight. Um, 
<laughs> he would not be in Valentine's Day <laughs> if not for wasn't Twilight. Wasn't he Shark Boy from Lava Girl yeah. and Shark yes. Boy or Shark Boy and Lava Boy? Yes. So, so I'm sorry. He was already in the movie Shark like, Boy influenced media. the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Shark Boy and Lava Girl maybe influenced more of of current pop culture and like Comic-Con and stuff. That I'm on board for. Shark Boy and Love Girl was life-changing. So that one I support. Did I just accidentally (laughs) take over your segment here a little bit and just like get everyone on my congregation? Yeah, we're now on Bernie's congregation. (laughs) Oh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl influenced the 2000s and it was revolutionary. (laughs) We need a reboot and a cinematic universe of those two. You know what? Honestly, if anything could take over instead of Twilight, if Shark Boy and Lava Girl did, I'm down for that. So thanks for joining that congregation. Did you just take credit for me? Okay, that's yes. you know, I'll it. Because you know what? We need more female-run uh, movies and productions and stuff like that. So hey, I'll I'll gladly let you take that win. Um, did you have any other facts, by the way, about your normal? Th- uh, your uh, not, no, you're no, totally no. normal, totally fine. Yeah. Did you have any kind of facts, well, quote unquote, facts about you know this point that you were initially trying to drive home, or did we completely overrun that? Um, I think I have a bunch of haters in the room, but I do feel like I have a big congregation of Shark Boy and Lava Girl fans. So I am good. And that is my congregation. Thanks for joining. All right. Well, we got traffic coming up here in a couple minutes here, but uh, enjoy your weekend and hobble the hoy. Hobble the hoy. That's the show. If you enjoy content like this, I feel sorry for you, but you can support the show and get access to bonus content for just $2 a month at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Also, if you tell enough friends about I Don't Know Radio, maybe we can get the FCC to shut this filth down for good. Until then, catch us next Monday. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.